0: You're all invited to open your Bibles to Matthew 26, and we're going to look at Matthew 26, verses 36 through 39. We're going to consider the question today, what do you see when you survey the cross? When you survey the cross of Christ, do you just see maybe someone hanging on a cross? Do you see a cross made out of rough uh, lumber? Uh, Do you see the crowd gathered around and watching what's taking place, but... What do you see when you survey the wondrous cross? Notice we're going to survey the cross. That is, we're going to stop and take a few minutes, and we're going to take a closer look at it. We're going to try to go a little bit deeper into what you would see from a simple glance, and let's let's really survey the cross. Let's concentrate on it, and let's consider what do you see when you survey the cross of Christ. Well, you could see a lot of things, I know, and I could list several, and I'm sure you could list others beside what I would list. But uh, right now, today, we're going to look at Christ being an example for us in terms of obedience on the cross. You know, the book of Hebrews says that when Christ went to the cross, he learned obedience and he experienced it fully, even to the point of death on the cross. That might seem like an odd statement to make at first. I mean, Christ understood what it meant to be obedient, uh, Christ knew that uh, it was necessary to be obedient to the Father. At one point earlier in his life, he said, I do always those things that please my Father. He learned what it meant to be obedient already. He knew that. He understood the idea and concept of obedience. But yet, when he went to the cross, I would suggest that he learned it to a much fuller extent because now he learned what obedience meant through experience through his experience when he actually went through the pain and the suffering of the cross and even everything that was involved before that. And we're going to look at three ways today that Christ was an example of us for our obedience, even through different situations, obstacles that he was able to overcome, obstacles that we need to be able to overcome as well if we're going to be pleasing to God. Notice in our text from Matthew 26 and verse 39, first, that Jesus obeyed even when it was difficult. As he's praying in the garden before his death, he prays at least three times and saying, let this cup pass from me. Now, the Bible tells us that he prayed three times saying the same words and well, I don't know that that necessarily means that he prayed the exact same words or it may simply mean that he prayed and expressed that same thought. But whatever, we do know that he is repeating this same ideal, conveying the same ideal in his prayer. When he says, let this cup pass from me. Now, what is this cup? It's an interesting expression, but obviously the cup must be a reference to the burden that he bore, actually the burden that he was about to bear Really, I think the burden that he was already beginning to bear, even when he was in the garden. Because you have to remember that Jesus was praying this prayer, obviously, before he went to the cross. And between the time of this prayer and the cross, uh, Christ would be taken away by the soldiers. He would be arrested. He would be taken away to undergo, really, a mockery of a trial. But after that, he would be taken away to be scourged. He was uh, ridiculed. He was mocked. Isaiah said they would pluck the hairs from his beard. And he was severely punished and, and tortured even before he goes to the cross. And, and he put all of this together and, and look at what's about to take place. And Jesus prays, let this cup pass from me. Let this burden pass from me. He's obviously if it could be removed. But the answer there from God is it can't be removed because there's no other way to save man except through Christ's death and his blood that was shed on the cross. It's, it's also interesting if we read the same account from the book of Luke, there we find that after his prayer, an angel went to him and strengthened him. So obviously God heard his prayer and God sends this angel to strengthen him and, and giving him the, the strength that he needs to endure what he's about to bear. For us today, obedience can sometimes be difficult if for us to be obedient to God, it sometimes means that we're going to go against the crowd. We're going to go against the culture. We're going to be like the fish swimming upstream, if you will. And Luke, the 14th chapter, verse 25 and 26, talks about the difficulty of of obedience sometimes and the importance of putting Christ first in our lives and There we read that we even have to follow Christ. We even have to love Christ. We have to love God even more than we do our own families, but even more than we do our own life. And sometimes it can be hard to do the right thing. It can be difficult to do the right thing. And while it can be difficult to obey, God expects us to obey anyway. Christ is an example for us in that he obeyed even when it was difficult. But now we keep reading in verse 39 in our second point. Christ obeyed even when it was contrary to his own desire. He's praying, if there's any way possible, let this cup or let this burden pass from me. One translation will render that. If it's possible, uh, let this burden or this cup be removed from me. But notice he continues to pray, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. His obedience was a result of his uh, desire to do God's will, to do his Father's will. Whatever he wanted in life, notice he prays, not my will, but your will be done. Again, in Luke 14 and verse 27, every person is going to have to bear his own cross in order to follow Christ. And Well, at the time that was written, the cross was a symbol of death. The point being in Luke 14, in order to follow Christ, in order to follow God, in order to obey as we ought, we're going to have to learn to die to self. And sometimes we may do things that are contrary to our own desire. We may do things that are contrary to our own will, but yet we ought to have that same attitude that Christ had on the cross. Nevertheless, not my will, Father, but your will be done. Oh, that every Christian ought to be able to always express that thought And have that sentiment in his heart. But then number three, Christ obeyed even when it involved a sacrifice on his part. Look at verse 45 and 46. And there you find that the Son of Man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Jesus is aware of what's about to take place. He knows this is going to ultimately result in his death. And yet he says, arise and let us go. For the Son of Man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Well, again, in Luke, the 14th chapter, verses 28 through 33, we find that in order to become a Christian, a person must sometimes count the cost. And the Bible teaches that he must forsake all else. We have to count the cost. You see, some people want to say that that your salvation is free. Well, it's certainly free in the sense that none of us can ever earn it or deserve it. It's certainly free in the sense that it is freely available to all. But becoming a Christian... Being saved from our sins and following God, following Christ, does require that we count the cost and that we are willing to pay the price. There is something required of us. In fact, if if salvation were truly free, no cost at all required on our part, I suppose that's what it would be worth then, wouldn't it be? Absolutely free. It wouldn't be worth anything. Some people want to cheapen God's grace by saying it's free, free, nothing required or expected of man, but Christ obeyed, even when there was a sacrifice required on his part, ultimately the sacrifice being his own life. We need to have the attitude that we're willing to obey God, even when there's a sacrifice required on our part, a a willingness to obey God that says we're going to count the cost, we're going to pay the cost, and we're going to be willing to forsake all others no matter what. You see, when I survey the Wondrous Cross, I might see different things. Different ideas may come to mind when I survey the wonders cross. But what are those things at the very front of my mind, at the front of my thoughts when I survey the wonders cross, is that I see the obedience of Christ. Christ's obedience is an example for me today, and that he obeyed even when it was difficult. His obedience is an example for me today, and that he obeyed even when it was contrary to his own desire, praying not my will but your will be done. And lastly, his obedience is an example for us today and that Christ obeyed even when it involved a real sacrifice on his part. I want to thank you for listening and I'll say the lesson is yours now to do with as you wish.